everybody. I don't remember how to ever start this project. Welcome to the 52-Bit Podcast. I hate this. Okay, hey everybody, welcome to Project Partners. This is the third season of my podcast where we talk about a topic related to project planning or project management, and then we give project updates at the end. As you heard earlier, David is on the podcast with me. Hi, David. Hi. David, do you want to introduce yourself for if people didn't listen to the one episode you were on in season one? so long ago uh hi i'm david i'm i'm basically a wrench i have done at least one project in my life it may or may not have been for school uh yeah that's about it it may or may not have but you can't talk about that well you can reference older ones but you just can't talk about you know things that are your school or job currently during this podcast because we only talk about our projects that we do for fun and or not for work got it i've never done a project before i am doing one now yep Wait, what? That's a lie. Great. Love it. Okay. So this week we're going to talk about improvisation, ironically, even though David doesn't improvise in uh, an improv troupe, but improv in terms of, I guess, project planning. So when we were planning this topic, the thing you brought up, David, was, I guess, what we call monitoring or control portion of the project planning. When you kind of look back on your plan and you go, hey, is this working or is this not? And like, how do I get it to actually end? And you were talking about that phase, I guess, and improv in that. Can you tell me a little more about that? Yeah, sure. I I guess in the projects that I definitely haven't done or referenced, um, like when you like when you're in that like hyperfixation haze of I'm doing the I'm doing the bulk of the work now, but oh no, a critical thing like doesn't work, or I'm missing a thing. What do I do now? So like that's always like probably one of the more fun parts whenever I'm doing projects because like you do all the planning but then the I don't know if improv is the right term but like pivoting improv that goes with it to like continue going with your hyperfixation. Mm, so like the the I guess the changes you have to make to finish the project or like at least finish the part that you're on currently. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're talking about. Cool. Do you have any like examples of time? You can reference older projects, uh, even if they're work projects, I'm okay with that. You just you just can't talk about the ones you're talking about now, you know? Yeah, let me think, because there's like, I mean, in every project, like, I think every project that I've ever had fun in, something has gone wrong and I've had to improvise in. Uh, that's when the projects start getting like less fun is when everything goes right almost. <laughs> Um, when they're just going according to schedule and they will end exactly on time. So boring. Ugh. That was unironically how I was ending my theater career in college. And it's like, oh, no, this is where I'm at. The the, the light schedule followed schedule. Ugh. The schedule included a 2 a.m. night, but it followed schedule. But yeah, I guess thinking to some of those moments, the amount of times I've had to rip Arduinos out of old projects and put them into new ones or the amount of times it's like, oh, crap, I can't get power to run to this. Can I rip apart the battery of like a hairdryer and put this in? So I get when you were like planning said projects and like doing them, I, I guess it wasn't like your anticipated thought that you were going to rip apart a hairdryer for a battery or something. Did you like, you know, have a thought like, oh, this will be coming from somewhere else. And then you were like, oh, no, I need more power or like, where did these come from? Uh, usually in those cases, it's just like something that was overlooked in the plan because there's just like mm-hmm. so many, like most of my projects are like, electronics projects so there's so many like small moving pieces and like i work in that like medium arduino level a lot of the time for a personal project so it's like mm-hmm. i'm not like full-on circuit board designing and validating and usually i'm like rushing or being overconfident and skipping like 
bench testing and breadboard modeling. So it's just like, oh, I need like these parts. Oh, I forgot that I need like X resistors or some or something like that. Me too. I always forget resistors. They're so tiny. They're so easy. Right. To forget. And they just like, they're just there, right? I've well, also no, been... no, but we'll skip that. <laughs> I've also been spoiled by my previous job, which just had boxes of resistors lying around of like basically whatever I needed, including the really big fat ones that were just like a couple ohms that would just like get concerningly hot. I'm going to skip this conversation because I know it will go too deep if I start in it. <laughs> and I don't want to pull out my electrical engineering book sitting on my my bookcase right now. But I Fair. Know Everything I do say, Nita can just overrule me with just more and superior knowledge. Well, I just, I have a basic circuit book from my ECE 2020 that could just solve this problem, but it's fine. Ah. So besides the amount of heinous circus pro circuit problems that you have, when we get to this point in a project, I'm assuming this is happening like pretty late in the game, probably near like the last week or days of a project when these things crop up, or is it like earlier in the project? It depends. Like sometimes it's like I'm making like a prototype of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, like if I'm doing like cardboard modeling before I like make the thing out of wood, the amount of times it's like, oh, is there just like a like an empty box I can use? I've definitely like scrounged around. I've used like friends rice cooker boxes before and just like opened them up and like painted over them. Mm -hmm. So like finding weird materials that sort of kind of work mm -hmm. uh, has happened a lot. But it's always been like during a rush of productivity is when mm -hmm. it happens. So it's like you pl I plan to like only be doing this for the next four to five hours. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I suddenly feel, like, that rush of, like, hyperfixation motivation to do the thing. So, like, trying to, like, ride that momentum of productivity mm -hmm. into, like, conjuring up a solution. <laughs> I'd say it happens a lot in that last week. In that last week or that last night or hours. Like, that's, like, the more adrenaline you have, the more, like, things you can do and, like, superhuman abilities you can do at the last second. And do you think it's something that... As you've gone along with your projects, it maybe has gotten easier to do that? Or do you think it's gotten harder to, I guess, come up with those off-the-cuff kind of like solutions? I'm a big fan of the more times you do um, use a method or a tool, the more likely it is like a Batman utility tool belt kind of thing. Where the more times you use a thing, it no longer becomes a hack. It just becomes like a method. And it just becomes a method that's magically at the writer's discretion, always available to you on mm -hmm. at your at your belt. Mm -hmm. So like finding random cardboard, you just kind of like the more that I do that, the more it's like I know where that would be in the building or like I could expect to plan for that. Or the amount of times I've just turned LEDs on specifically like the NeoPixel LEDs on Arduino, like uh, that eventually became a like five minute just warm up. To just make sure like, ah, this is how I know things are working. Where before, like, that was like the end goal was just to turn on LEDs. And that kind of goes with like software and building things tool. They just become like tools and like extensions that you can just like rely on as opposed to hacks. So your, your improvisation then becomes, I guess, practiced skills that you can use moving forward. Yeah, I guess like it becomes like almost less improv because you're planning to improv. Yes. That is how that works. Yes. And preparing and like, yeah, pl planning and preparing and scripting your improv. I That's sketch comedy, David. <laughs> oh, no, we don't want, oh, ignore me. Don't do that. 
I'm actually going to double check that before I, so I don't offend anyone in sketch comedy. I don't know how <laughs> I would. If like a sketch comedy writer finds this and then cancels me on Twitter, that'd be hilarious, actually. I'd be here for it. Sorry, I had a question and then it escaped from me. Do you have any thoughts on this improv that you do, David? Because uh, I, I will be honest, I don't improvise much in my projects. I'm a pretty thorough planner. Uh, and the only times I really have to improvise is if I'm working with somebody else. And we, like, I assumed that they had something and they assumed that I had something covered. And then we're like, oh no, oh, what do we do now? But besides that, it's usually like, I, actually, I'm going to retract that. I am a liar. I do improvise, but I guess it's on a smaller scale because a lot of my projects are crafting projects. So if I run out of a yarn or I run out of a surface or something, I just find a different thing to work off of. And it's usually yeah. like, I have forgotten a material. It's not like I, I, I guess I don't know how to pro do a process yet or something. Right. Yeah. But like the more you do the thing, you eventually like learn like, oh, this is something I can do if this happens because I've done it before. Mm -hmm. um, I will say like in, you know, in like my professional project life, it's definitely a lot more planning because like the risk of me messing up a personal project is usually like at worst a couple hundred dollars if I really mess up and like mm -hmm. my day's gone versus like professional. It's mm, the cheapest is a couple thousand dollars lost. <laughs> Um, and someone m making much more than me is very unhappy. Yeah. On that, because personal projects, I know when we lived together, you did a lot of them. Would you ever improvise by, like, did you have multiple projects going and have one help you improvise on another? Or were they kind of, like, in their own vacuums kind of things? Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was any for the house that helped each other other than, like, the table and the projector setup because like the like projector multimedia setup was running was like being planned at the same time I was building the table and they both mm -hmm. had like electrical components mm -hmm. going with it but I don't know if they like supported each other I've definitely had tons of like Arduino projects like support each other and being built at the same time mm -hmm. uh building like a kiosk next to I think that was like an it was an iceberg train arcade game wild and like it, it was it was a very it was, it was an arcade game that wasn't allowed to use a regular controller that was the pitch for that project all right all right cool 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 so it used an iceberg i don't the idea was like a train shoveling coal to like move it but for some reason that day i was inspired by hear me out the like spongebob boulder like driving the boulder uh-huh or sorry the rock sorry um, okay, so you're not talking about the boulder. No, 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 not That's the boulder. That's a different reference. That's a different No, reference. no, the, the pioneers would be offended by me calling it a boulder. That's um, No, but, like, for some reason, like, I had a weird cross-inspiration by, like, that motion we were doing in the project, like, brainstorming, and, like, that image in my head, and then someone said they liked penguins and really wanted it to be themed around that, and it led to driving an iceberg in the style of, like, spongebob riding driving a bolt the rock love it love it a plus um but like taking like i was doing like a lot of building and electrical work there alongside with you remember like the children's museum table yes nobody else does but i do nobody else does <laughs> uh and like the remnants of that are still here are they on your website? Can I reference people to your website like I did for Skylar's website last episode? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, you can go to like wrenchmade.com 
I'll, I'll put it in the description. Yeah, that, do that. yeah. But like, is the table on there for them to look? Uh, yeah, it's like the first or second link. Okay. That's I, that project I was actually really proud of, even with like the late nights that went with it and the realization that children are so small. Yes, they are tiny. That the table like goes to knee height for me and that was the perfect size for children. I'm just trying to convert that to my height now. And I think that's like like mid cat like mid thigh for me like i was and that's it and it's like and that's still too short for you but the perfect yeah. size for like a small child a tiny child yeah a tiny human would love that but yeah like trying to build multiple projects at the same time and it's like the skills are helping me like i'm using one project to sharpen the skills to then immediately use the next day on the other project and like they're mm -hmm. kind of helping each other like i'm constantly running hot almost on that which like kind of like helps out i don't know if i've had a project where it's like i've definitely had like things i learned in one project immediately helped in the next project but maybe not as much like concurrently mm. other than just like keeping me going and like multi-purposing stuff do you have any other thoughts on improvisation in in uh projects i don't know i guess it depends on like your work style and workflow like if you're mm. more on like suddenly motivated and want to pursue that motivation then like that's usually the more the method kind of works is uh screw it we'll do it live i don't know if you're like learning as much as just the more you do something the more it just becomes like how you do it well i don't so i will be honest i improvise only in the methods of like if i am running out of yarn or like running out of a product i will improvise by like adding a new thing in or I slightly change it in size and then it just changes the form. So, or if I just mess up, I just say I didn't mess up and then someone calls me a liar later. For example, one of the biggest projects I took on for crochet was uh, making a, I guess it's Chetna uses that as a shawl. Uh, Chetna, if you're listening to the episode, hey, how are you? But I had planned to make a blanket. 100% planned, bought yarn, did it, did not make it wide enough. And by the time I realized I had not made it wide enough, it was already long enough that I was like, oh, well, I have to finish it now. And the only saving grace was Chetan was like, it kind of looks like a shawl. And I was like, well, it is one now. Good. It's a shawl now. And I will stop here. And it was finally like the right length and size for something, but it did not turn out how I expected it to at all. Perfect. Strong designer to the client's energy. I mean, she loves it now. She uses it like all the time, but it was not the intended use at all. And that is like the only improvisation I do is just like being like, this is what I'm doing now. Whatever it was before, it's no longer that. As as opposed to almost like stubborn bullheadedness, like how do I make this work? Yes. You just say, nah, I'm just going to go that way instead. <laughs> I'm just like, now it's this. Good talk. I, I like those two approaches. Yours seems much more healthier uh no it's just a different it's just a different mindset i guess yeah, fair especially because i guess uh, a lot of my projects tend to be smaller and don't cost much so i'm very okay with just cutting them off and moving to something else they're also usually not for other people that that shawl and like a hat are all i've given chetna and most of them i just make for myself so i don't know i know a lot of your projects also you make for other people slash i'm still waiting on that knife block man <sighs> life has been so much harder after losing my lab and it's just i know i i made like a prototype of that knife block and i did not like it 
Yeah. I showed you that prototype, didn't I? I know. I hated it too. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still waiting on it, which uh, uh, is something I never have to do. Uh, people don't have to wait on me because I don't make them things. Yeah, I do say, oh, I can make that. And then, oh, no, I'm now legally obligated to. Well, you're not legally obligated to. No one, no one's going to take you to court, David. No, legally obligated. You're, you're, oh. you're just, are you, you're just waiting to put me in court. That's true. I do wait to take you to court literally every single day. My lawyer will be talking to you soon. Oh no. I don't know what about this week. It'll be fun. My lawyer uh, is Lucas. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I haven't, wonder how Lucas is doing. I haven't heard from him in a while. Me too. It's really concerning. He's my lawyer. I haven't talked to him. It's fine. Well, Lucas, if you're hearing this, I guess uh, don't worry about any recent address changes I've had uh, and hope you're doing well. <laughs> Lucas, if you somehow found Project Planners, hello, I love you. I hope you're doing well. Please contact me. I need your help in a legal matter. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done being stupid. Okay, David, uh, part two of this podcast is project updates. So we just talk about um, the projects that we're doing currently that are not work-related. If you talk about anything work-related, I'm deleting this whole episode from never talking to you again. But updates, I'll, I'll go first. Mine are quick. For everybody listening, I finished the all of the playing deck card holders I was making. When uh, Skyler was here, I was on four. I now have five. And that's the rest of the yarn that I was using. And I am about a quarter of the way through my next Spotify code t-shirt. Hopefully this one oh, works nice. Yeah. Uh, the last one sat incorrectly, and so somebody tried to, like, read the Spotify code, and they could not. So. Ah, sad. Maybe some kind of, like, label of, like, this is the name of the song. Yeah, no, I might also do that. That's actually a really good idea. I'll just, because it's not that hard to letter after you've put in a whole Spotify code, so you should also put the name of the song to it. But David, what are your project updates? Uh, I have so many small projects at this point in my life. The, all my projects have like scaled down drastically since college. Now that mm. I'm like confined to an apartment, and most of my stuff requires like a shop. Same. Well, different. Different. I don't need a shop, but like same. My projects are small. <laughs> I know. Like my big one right now is like I acquired a very large pane of glass, uh-huh. and it weighs about hundred hundred fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. and they won't tell me how much it costs, but it's mine now. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to throw it away, and I can't do much with it directly because I'm not about to, like, I do not have the skill set nor the tools to, like, drive a screw into glass. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely can't do that in an apartment. We are trying to convert that into, like, large floor lamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, this may or may not have been referenced already in the podcast. Literally um, last episode, yes. Oh, perfect. Uh, hi, Skyler, if you're listening to this. And like, I'll, it's been like on the back burner for a while because I'm like waiting on the floor stand and like I have like the parts for it, but I'm still trying to like play with different methods. I know whenever I like doing projects, like usually I try to like have fun figuring out like what's a different way I could do this, um, mm-hmm. like relying on all the methods that I built on in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in this one, it's like, I could just run LEDs in our Arduino, like I've done a hundred times at this point, but can I get this custom LED controller that's like 20 bucks off of like this one guy's website and then like have video content from my computer play that instead. So like trying to do like a different software approach and like, I've gotten like parts of it working, but then it's on the back burner because this project has no deadline because I am waiting on Skylar. 
Yes. We, we will see if I move or if the lamp makes it to the apartment first. I actually love that it's come up both episodes. I think I will start doing a lamp update every <laughs> week for anybody who wants to know. Perfect. Uh, so I'll keep up with you two and see if this project, when this project ends. If or when one of those. Yes. And yeah, I guess like other projects right now, I'm doing like, there's a program called Touch Designer that like, yes, I use it for work, but also I just like making pretty graphics with it and trying to like learn just getting more into like digital art and generative art. I and mean, like what kind of weird sensors and like, LEDs can I attach to it that like my Windows machine is driving? There was one point where I was able to like control the Dramatech LED lights off of my laptop with it. And I want to do more like theatrical lighting controls, not necessarily in a theater, but can I just get like more off the shelf LEDs and drive those off my computer? So is it like, are they connected to your laptop? Is it like a Wi-Fi? Th- I don't, I don't know. Um, so theatrical lights use something, a uh, protocol and cable type called DMX. And there are two different ones I found online, but there's like also professional grade ones that are just like mm-hmm. USB to DMX. Okay. Uh, the cheap one on Amazon, which uses like, you have to in the BIOS enable your computer to install the driver's level of security. It is a very unsigned driver, but it does let you like control the lights through USB. Nice. It uh, was very fun to have the like all those securities going off of light. And make sure you turn the securities back on when you're done installing this driver. But that's like, yeah, if I'm driving like off the shelf professional like LEDs, which are like kind of acquirable. And it'd be really cool if I could get like Windows driving it. So that's kind of been like a back of mind project other than just like doing like digital generative art that I can throw on a projector somewhere. One day I want to see if I can like mess with my neighbors across the like street from us and just like big projector that's like mapped around their windows. So like it doesn't go into their apartments, but like you see art just going around their windows and apartments. That would be very fun. Could you, I would like a, a, like a stick man running across their windows. I think that'd be funny. Yeah. Literally stuff like that. Like uh, a stick man, weird geometry, like, bouncing off their windows like you could like in software treat it like objects um so like you can give it like rules and logic and stuff like that or you can just like play a movie or something on there that'd be funny okay but what if you set it up so it looked like there was a dog you could just have like a dog on there good is it animated is it like generative or it could just be a picture of a dog it could just be the google search results of a dog on all the apartments I'm here for it. Every single apartment gets their own dog, but it's not a real dog. It's an LED dog. Yes, exactly. There's a girl I follow on Instagram who's like an undergrad at MIT uh, who did something similar, but she somehow got an all of an MIT dorm to like agree to like project across it. And it was just like, her style is a lot more glitch Cody style. So it was like interesting in that way. And she knew it was, apparently in her mind, she knew it was a success because like she found on like MIT Confessions, someone complaining about how the sound sounded like a Roomba was destroying itself and the art was just keeping them from going to sleep. And it's like, ah, perfect. Good, 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 good. Just annoying enough to have to become a post online. You are annoying undergrad MIT engineers. This sounds like a success of a project. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. But yeah, she very much more impressive than I am at this and also very unhinged. And I love like her feed. 
mm. uh, from Instagram. Hey, well, good inspiration for what to do to your neighbors. Literally. If your neighbors never listen to this podcast, that'd be awkward. I don't know who any of them are, so they never they stopped responding to like the sticky notes so long ago, so like it's oh, fine. That's sad. That's sad. Oof. Maybe you got new ones. Yeah, like the semester hasn't turned over yet. Or like the school year hasn't turned over yet. And that's basically when this apartment turns over. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have any more projects, David, going on? Uh, I mean, like resume is like, I guess, a project at this point with how much I've been working on it. Skylar counted it too, so I'll count it. Nice. It's like almost there. It's like, it's always in a state of done, but not done. Objectively, progress always happens on it. Like, because I try to work on it at least like once a week. Mm-hmm. but it's always done, but not, it, it's always like ready to be submitted. But then I think of another way to phrase things or another way to like make myself look in a different way. Uh, resume, A plus, uh, the touchstone, A plus, uh, the lamp that will get updates on every two weeks, A plus, any other projects? Skylar had like nine. So I, I'm just going to keep asking until you say, no, I'm done. Uh, I do not have nine projects that I'm allowed to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. But by nature of my work, I am like, using all of that energy but professionally which is a very interesting place to be in life because you're so used to using it personally yeah so used to using it personally or like for fun mm-hmm. that it's like almost like spreading myself thinner which is like an interesting place to be in in life do you have any advice for anybody who might be doing that no but if they have advice if they have advice for me or just like thoughts it's 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 not like necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just like an interesting place to be when you're like passion is also your job. Um, but it's not like a I'm grinding overtime every week kind of job. It's like, you know, a regular nine to five on most weeks. Yeah. So it's like I more I would just love to talk to other people about that more than like advice I have. That's fair. Well, if anybody has any advice for David, message me at 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or 52bitpodcast at gmail.com. And I will forward it along to David, along with all of my other complaints through Lucas, my lawyer. Okay, perfect. It has to be in legal documentation. Yes, it will 100% be in legal documentation and we will talk about it in a future episode of The Project Partners. Okay, cool. Amazing. Is is, is your continued legal pursuit of me also a project? Yeah, it's also an underscoring bit. We're going to start talking about it next week. Yes, 100%. We're starting it. Uh, we've got the lamp project we need to keep up with and also me suing you for some reason. Okay. For not making you a knife block. Not making me a knife block. Lucas, write it down. It's important. You better get some legal counsel, man. I'm coming for you. Christina? No, not actual legal counsel. Don't do that. <laughs> My legal counsel's a physicist. Come on, man. Uh, Connor. Connor Kisling. Yeah, okay. That'd be funny, actually. I'm here for that. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in my defense with Connor Kisling as my lawyer, but it'd be very funny the entire time. <laughs> okay, I'm very confident in our attack if I have Lucas. You have to realize the man dresses sharp and he's really smart. Connor is also both of those things. I know. It's going to be hilarious to watch them both argue. It's going to be great. R- really, the only difference is Connor is tall, mm-hmm. which Connor does have the height advantage then. Right, but Lucas can stand on a chair. So can Connor? And I will too. And then Lucas can stand on my shoulders. So we'll be taller than Connor. Anyway, uh, that's it for today then. Uh, I think. Do podcast uh, topic. Done. Uh, updates. Done. Yay. Woo. Um, David, thank you so much for joining me this week. 
again, if anyone has any comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, uh, advice for David on when your passion also becomes your job and how to, you know, deal with all that energy going everywhere, message me at 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or 52 bit podcast at gmail.com. The 52 in both those is numeric. And that's it for this week. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. Bye. Bye. Talk to y'all later. Bye.